Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. I am your host, Sarah Heron, and I have two Bachelor pros with me. You know them from the She's All Batch podcast. They've got a lot of tea. They've been spilling these days. They got interviews. They've got um, Bachelor encounters. They get a lot of DMs. I don't know where they get their tea, but they definitely get it. Stephanie and Jackie, hi, guys. Hey. Hi. Thanks for having us. How are you? Are we liking Clayton's season? Are we not liking Clayton's season? Just quick temperature check before we get into some fun stuff. My temperature's hot. I am all aboard the Clayton train <laughs> and I'm excited about it. He's definitely, I like that we can see a little bit more of his personality, obviously, compared to last season. We didn't have anything. The bar was low. The bar yeah. was low. No, I'm like pleasantly surprised how much I have been enjoying these past few episodes. Um, it's been a lot of fun. All right. That's good to hear. I need, I need positivity. I'm like, I'm still kind of split, but um, before we get into last night's episode, I wanted to talk to you guys about your show. She's all batch. I know you do episodes where you do interviews, but you also get submissions. Like I mentioned from bachelor Mm -hmm. encounters, you kind of dig up some stuff. So anything, anything you want to share that you've recently uncovered either a nugget or anything you got for me, give it to me. Yeah. So yeah. I'll do Bachelor Encounters. You want to do the interview? Sure. So, yeah. um, so every episode we have um, a segment called Bachelor Encounters where people will DM me on She's All Batch, the Instagram page, and then just basically share a story of when they had an encounter with someone from Bachelor Nation. And someone this week sent me um, and has photos to prove it that she was at a bar and Michelle was there and Michelle was looking very upset, maybe almost even crying. And that Nate wasn't there, but Joe was there. They were not together, but he was in the bar at the same time. And that she overheard Michelle say something along the lines to her friends saying, um, I just can't do it. And, you know, we were trying to uncover, obviously we're taking it with a grain of salt because that could mean I just can't take this tequila shot. We don't know. However, we're unsure why she was, you know, maybe out without Nate. That's not that crazy, but like Joe was there. What was their encounter? So there was a lot to unpack there wow. so yeah it's definitely fun to speculate like what could possibly be going on and it was definitely them like the pictures it was oh yeah i mean so she she, it was funny she's like i'm like do you have pictures because i like to try to you know get verification and she's like i couldn't take a flat out picture but i spun in a circle in the bar so if you freeze the video and like michelle's looking at the camera and she's like girl i know what you're doing right now (laughs) so yeah um 
definitely Michelle, but that was her interpretation of what was going down. Um, but yeah, every episode we have people that either call in or send in stories. Like we've had people that have gone on dates with these people mm-hmm. and have stories to share. So it's very juicy. That so yeah, juicy. It's a lot of fun. We also do um, interviews with former contestants. And as we are, you know, keeping our show going and getting more popular, contestants are starting to reach out to us to tell their side, which is really exciting. So this week we have Chris Bukowski on the podcast. And Repeat he, offender. Yes. <laughs> uh, bachelor fave, Chris Bukowski. Um, and I think it's interesting because, because we have the segment Bachelor Encounters and we also have another segment called Creep. We, I think, know a little bit more what's going on in these people's lives than the average viewer. But that gives us a little more ammunition when we're interviewing them to be like, "Mm, I saw you at this bar and in the background, there was this dartboard and we saw this other person in the background. There was this dartboard looks kind of similar. Why were you guys in the same place? Like, tell us about that. Um, And so all I'll say to kind of tease the episode is Chris Bukowski might be dating someone from bachelor nation. Ooh, All right, so, which we've, we've already revealed. It's so funny because we've talked about it in previous episodes and we have, we pretty much have proof. Actually, one of our bachelor encounters was that someone saw them making out at a bar. So we knew. Yeah. And then but they haven't announced it. They have not announced it. They have not confirmed it. So <gasps> then when we asked him, are you dating anyone from bachelor, um, from bachelor nation? He's like, possibly. And we're like, okay, we're just going to throw her name out because we know who it is. And he was like, oh, well, I didn't realize that people knew. So Oh my God. Yeah. I can't wait. We'll to tell you. We'll tell you after is. we, um, we'll tell you after we hang up. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. And I listened to the episode with Ben Higgins, yeah. which was great. Um, he was very candid with you guys. And I think that was yeah. the same one. I listened to the whole thing where there was like some not so nice submissions about Tasha. Apparently she's not always the most friendly person. Yeah. To run into. Yeah. We've yeah. heard that a few times, but yeah. you know, like we said, it's all speculation. So take all, we take all of it with a grain of salt. We don't know, but it is really fun to speculate and kind of yeah. hear stories for yeah. sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, We're going to get into the episode, but real quick, Riley and Marissa did confirm their Mm -hmm. split, something we've all known about um, based on speculation for a while now. Um, I thought it was funny you guys talking about the archived photos and it's like why was that people magazine right and like I don't think it is a contract thing because they tried to sell us those photos too and we buy them. So they took those pictures on their own. I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, whatever. No, please. Um, And then they pitched out to outlets. That's so interesting. I didn't know that. Maybe I'm just really naive. I didn't know people could do that. I guess. Yeah, they can do whatever. I mean, they sell their baby photos and stuff. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So the thing with like photographers and just tabloids or magazines or outlets in general, it's like we you if you don't have explicit permission to use the photo, which always blows my mind, because like you have like a Daily Mail or a paycheck, they kind of run like pictures from anyone's Instagram, whatever. And like Mm -hmm. when we do that, then like the photographer comes trying to collect money and they'll like sue you for copyright. Like it's like intense lawsuit stuff and they just want the money and it adds up like you can only pay for so many of those pictures. Right. So anytime it's a professional photographer involved, of course, like an outlet can, you know, send out and do that too and then get the photographer themselves. But that was, they they took those photos and then they wanted them to run. And it was like, that's so funny. Black bachelor couple. And it is a great angle, but like, we don't have the photo budget we used to back in the day. And then the, you know, and that everyone heard that Britney Spears documentary that is no longer what it is um, at us weekly. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So sad though. I mean, again, everyone kind of knew be based on the social media activity, but lame statement as usual. Yeah, but that adds a whole other layer 
Yeah. Then why would she keep that photo up? My theory, she, the she likes it. Like she, it. Yeah. yeah. She looks I mean, good. It was a nice photo. So yeah, I guess. I yeah. thought for sure it was, I feel so naive now. I thought for sure it was a professional um, photo shoot and that maybe people, cause it was a people that's mm-hmm. who bought it. Um, maybe people paid them and that she had to keep it up because it was part of their deal. Um, but now this paints a totally different picture. I mean, I don't know what happened after we passed on it, but from my <laughs> understanding, it would probably wow. be more. She liked the photo and also like, I don't know, people, it's cool to be in people magazine, right? Like, I of think course, it was, yeah. it's a like flex in a way. So maybe that was why, um, yeah. maybe the photographer is a friend and that was like, a they wanted to help their friend. I don't know, you know, cause the fact that they had a photographer like pretty shortly after being in bachelor in paradise is awesome. A thing. Um, yeah. that's what these people do, I guess. But Riley, as far as I know, the pictures are all still up, right? I guess it's just like a guy thing. Like they yeah. spent Christmas together. So it is right. weird. I think there's something maybe yeah. we don't know, but the grow as people, before we can go together angle, it doesn't really give us much. Yeah. And I don't really get the whole, um, happy Sunday morning crap that they've been right. doing. Like what they're like, that's off. That's then proof that they are purposely trolling us. I think so too. Yeah. Right. Like I agree. I mean, we're trolling each other. So like I had yeah. mentioned this last week that like, it's kind of, you know, when you, you you're in a breakup and so you're not talking to the other person, but you still kind of want to get their attention and try to get a reaction out of them. So the only way they can kind of do that is through their socials. Cause they know the other one is watching there, you know, totally. yeah. it could be both. And no, I also I think it's hard, like, cause every once in a while, when you start hearing rumblings or whatever, and you reach out for the statement or for the confirmation, or you're asking sources close to people, you never know if they're not giving you the confirmation of something so obvious because they're not right. Like maybe they were still going back and forth. So there mm-hmm. was no concrete thing. That was kind of like the Zach and Tasha of it all. Like at least mm-hmm. that one like weekend where it was like out there on Friday. And then we all were trying to confirm it. And by Monday morning, the rep just gave the statement, like was that weekend of them going back and forth or were they, I mean, with these two, it almost kind of felt like they were like, they wanted those stories to come out about the speculation to keep it going. And I interviewed them. I thought they were lovely. I thought they were a great couple. So I'm not trying to be like shady, but like, it is like your last ditch of, of attent- more attention and eyes. I mean, your Instagram engagement rate must be up so high those days. Right, exactly. When people are, are stalking you looking for the statement. I mean, you see like Bravo reference, but on like Southern charm, Chris and Cavallari and like Jay Cutler were getting dragged into things. And then Kristen Cavallari never addressed it, but her uncommon James jewelry ads were up a waz- the wazoo during all that stuff on her Instagram story. Cause people, she knows people are looking oh, that's funny. for her to deny it or for her to like comment on it. Yeah. Why haven't they put out any new ads since like, it's been completely on Marissa's feed. It was been completely dead, like nothing. So, but that's a good point. Like she should have at least capitalized and tried to, uh, yeah. Jump on that. Yeah. We'll see. I was surprised they were the first, there's so many couples from this season of last season of bachelor in paradise. And I don't know. I guess I, I don't know who I would have get picked first, but I don't think I would have picked them as the first. I would have picked Kenny and Mari first to go. Like, I really thought, I really thought Marissa and Riley were kind of the real deal. I really liked them as a couple, not necessarily surprised they broke up, but like you said, yeah, surprised that they were the first because Kenny and Mari felt like they were on thin ice to me, but they seem to be going strong. So that's great. Yeah, we'll see. Time will tell. It's only the beginning of the year. Yeah. So yeah. But yeah, some of them will be back on Paradise next season. All right, let's talk about Clayton. We picked up this week after no episode last week, so devastating. Um, with Cassidy front and center. Where have you where did you fall with her from the cliffhanger on and this whole, you know, clearly she came into the show teaching Shanae her ways with the, I'm going to win. I've got this eye on the prize thing. And it kind of working Clayton falling for it to some degree to then this friends with benefits F F buddy drama. 
Yeah, I think she came in with a plan to try to get a villain edit, but just took it one step too far and kind of like overplayed her hand and it totally backfired on her because I think her, I don't think her saying the whole friends with benefits thing and mentioning that to someone else in the house was a mistake. I think in her mind, she was like, if I can have little whispers of this so that like other girls are not really trusting me and whispering about it, it will give me more like ammunition to have a more of a villain edit. But mm. I think it just kind of backfired in her face because she did a lot of things that were, in my opinion, like calculated villain moves. And I think she just took it one step too far, unfortunately. Yeah. That is so interesting. I don't know what's up with these people that purposely go in trying so hard to be a certain character and then fail so miserably. Like she reminds me of Ryan from Michelle's season with the documents and the binder. <laughs> like you've studied, you've done your research and you still don't know that you shouldn't be saying that to someone when you're mic'd because they're going to pick it up and you're going to get called out. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I, I thought waiting two weeks for what we ended up seeing unravel was kind of a letdown. Totally. I wanted it to be a little bit more explosive and it was just, I don't know. She was gone in the first like five, 10 minutes of the episode. And then we just moved on. Yeah. yeah well, I, we maybe let down though. Cause we saw the TikTok where she kind yeah. of like spoiled it for us two oh weeks ago. That was crazy. That was crazy. I wonder how much trouble she got in for that one. Oh uh, yeah. You know. Do you have any insight? I'm so interested. I don't, I didn't hear from anyone or anything. Cause we were like the, I think reality Steve had the screen recording, but I think us weekly was the first one to write up the post. Um, and I didn't hear anything. Sometimes you hear stuff like, why didn't you run this by me or this, that I think they were just trying to bury it. Um, and it mm -hmm. is weird to watch like outlets because with spoilers and stuff, like pick and choose kind of how we do it. And like, if someone says something explicitly, like, sorry, that's on you homegirl. Um, but I can't imagine Warner right. brothers was very happy with her, but I did think it was interesting what you were saying. I totally think she planned like to be obnoxious, to be the villain, to go for Clayton. Mm -hmm. I don't think she planned the, um, FaceTime boy part of it because mm -hmm. when she sat down, because one, I think you get just too comfortable with these girls and you don't know who to trust and you tell the person the wrong thing. The fact that they don't realize they're being mic'd at all times is totally their own fault. But um, when she sat down to talk to Clayton, she's like, I know what this is about. And then he said that she goes, that's not what I thought this was about. Like, what did she <laughs> I know. I want to know so badly what she thought that he was going to say. Like something with Shanae? I don't think they ever addressed it, did they? No. no. Yeah, no. Yeah. I assume it was so curious. Shanae. I which with those I have no two idea. and that ridiculous little friendship bonding moment, you noticed two weeks ago, Shanae was the, uh, Cassidy was the first one to be like, oh yeah, uh, Shanae, like that's, she's an idiot. Like kind of like throwing her under the bus. But this yeah. week, Shanae was like, I've never seen that side of Cassidy. So she was going to be the loyal friend. And the other way, it was just interesting to see that their dynamic, yeah. I mean, it's a joke, but. Neither of them are doing it for me though. Like, I, no. I think that they're there have been great villains of the past. And I wish that someone could just step into that role and do it not so obviously of what you're trying to do. Like Cassidy and Shanae, like I think Shanae's two steps behind Cassidy and she's going to be out in the next, not next week, maybe two weeks because she's not like, I was saying this on our um, episode as well, that like the villain usually has a pretty solid connection with the lead, like an Olivia or even a Corinne or someone that they're like, Yes, they don't like them, but they're also intimidated because mm -hmm. they could potentially win. Like no one's thinking Shanae's winning. No, no sure. one's thinking that Cassidy was going to win. Like, and I, again, I'm not spoiled. Jackie's not spoiled, but like, um, you know, I, it would be nice if some, I think there's going to be a new villain revealed who maybe has a, a stronger connection and then maybe 
turns on the women or kind of busts like heads with the women. Yeah, because I feel like these are not like real. Why should I care about tonight? She's she's mean to people like randomly, like Elizabeth. But no, we don't know why. Like, yeah, she's like, like hard to take seriously yeah. because it's like, what are you even talking about? Yeah. yeah. Where is it coming from? Not just because she called herself Nay Nay or whatever the hell she was calling herself. Yeah. Um, we do see Cassidy go home. I wrote down that they were trying to be body language experts, which made me laugh of the girls like watching the conversation. It was like oh, what yeah. we have. We hire people to do when like Prince Harry and Prince William see yeah. each other, like us mm-hmm. weekly body, body language experts. They were doing that. Um, and I just her like aggression with him was just so funny when she was like, I'm falling into something with you. And like she goes for the kiss on the cheek and she's trying to be like, they're not your one. And she's like, this whole thing just made me laugh. The whole beginning of this episode, I was thinking it must be the middle of the night because all of their makeup was just like a horror. Like all of them had mascara running down. Cassidy's like back of her hair was like already unstraightened. Like I just felt like it must have been like a, Col- a Clayton Colton Clayton mm. looked defeated when he came in there and he's like, can I talk to you? Like I felt yeah. like it was, it just was like a really like ten, 15 minutes of like nobody really being happy. No one wanted to. Yeah. Be that They're like, I'm like, ready for bed. Yeah. A hundred percent. But we lost her. She left. She was devastated. Obviously dishonesty is a deal breaker. Um, all that BS. But do we think we've seen the last of her? in the limo breakdown or do we think we will see her on a paradise would it depend on her performance at a at a men tell all women tell all i think it depends on how warner brothers feels about her spoiling her fate on the episode because i think otherwise she'd be a paradise shoe in that's just my two cents i don't know yeah i can see that warner brothers giving her a break because she didn't technically spoil like when she said you sent me home, but like she doesn't say mm-hmm. when she's not nearly close to the end. It's not like she's ruining the season a la Caitlin and Sean. So like, it, you know, they may give her a break because she was such a dynamic personality from this season. She may she probably will get paradise. I think um, I don't think she needs to audition at the women tell all if that's what you're asking. I think she's good enough without the audition, mm-hmm. but We'll see. And I guess how hard the other women go on her. Like, yeah. is it going to, are they going to be over her because Shanae is clearly going to have so much more and like whatever else we don't know. Um, mm-hmm. Cause every once in a while, those, those reunions disappoint me so much because they don't go back to the beginning. And like, I know we should be over it, but we never get closure from those like random first couple episodes stuff because yeah. new stuff happens. And I'm like, this is why we need Andy Cohen. Like if we're going to do this, let's do it right. Like I don't yeah. need bloopers. I need oh, to actually yeah. go through right. this stuff Absolutely. or don't do it at all. Like they always just pick one thing and then we never get answers. And like, I would actually like to know like what Cassidy thought Clayton was going to say to her. So yeah, totally. that better be asked or I will ask her in, or one of us, whenever, whenever <laughs> yeah. however many years she's off a contract, one of yeah. us needs to remember to ask her. Okay. Yeah, two years from now, we'll finally find right. out. Write it on the exactly. calendar. Write it on the calendar. Um, yeah, I mean, that was pretty much it. And then the row ceremony, the girl that went home was the girl who said holy shirts and pants or whatever. She went yeah, home. Yeah, right? I wrote down holy shirts and pants because I just thought it was such a funny thing to say. And then I was like, oh, damn it. This girl's yeah. gone. She's like really pretty too. I was kind of surprised. I think she got a kind of just like went into the one who worked to the Oppenheim group, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe she can have more success on that show <laughs> if she yeah. gets in. Well, she'll probably go to paradise too. I think they'll pluck a lot of girls that didn't, there's already been a lot of girls that have gone home that didn't get a lot of screen time, but people were like interested in learning a little bit more. So I'm sure these girls will all flourish in paradise. 
Yeah. Was it just me though? Or was that rose ceremony so strange? And I, it felt very choppy and cut up to me. And I'm like, what are they not sharing? Because it, it was like the end of the rose ceremony, all of a sudden, like Elizabeth's crying and like Shanae is saying more stuff, like with this diabolical music being like, should I let someone win or drama? And then they have these Franken bites that I wrote this down at one point. Cause it's like, she's so And I think they were trying to make it be like, she's so fake, but they didn't even have the full word in there. And it felt so choppy. (sighs) And I'm like, why is everyone crying all of a sudden? What did they cut out? Like, what did I miss? And then the next morning, (laughs) Jesse Palmer comes in and he's like, last night was really emotional guys. Yeah. We were really traumatized last night. And I'm like, why, (laughs) what happened there? No, I hate when they do that. And it's usually to protect, I feel like someone who has a bigger role down the line. Sorry, I interrupted you. No, no, I'm so happy you said that. I watched the show with my my family who I don't usually watch it with. And at one point my brother was like, why is everybody effing crying? Like he, I was like, I was like, oh, they're just, you know, sad to see their friends go. But like, you're right. I think that they definitely did. There was something we missed. And then it turned into Shanae just being like, oh, they're so fake. They're pretending that they're sad. But the music, they turned that music up real quick. The villainy music on her. Like, I know. I don't think we've ever heard such diabolical villain music. I was like, oh, they're really giving me the creeps. I don't know. Yeah. And then Jesse Palmer came in in that too tight shirt or like the didn't fit shirt. The clothes on the guys in this episode were, were tough all around. Oh the stylists God. are not doing them no. much justice. That, no, that Jesse Palmer did not fit in that shirt. Like it was too small. <laughs> um, and he gave it was out, like Clayton shirt. He's like, oh shit, my bad. Yeah. yeah. No. And it Clayton wouldn't fit in. I don't know who that was for. Like that shirt was for Chris Harrison. I think like it did not fit either of them. They look ridiculous. <laughs> um, gave out the first group date ro- uh, card. And then we have Caitlin Briston, Caitlin Bristow basically just doing that date Nick Vile did on Katie Thurston's season yeah. a couple of weeks ago, right? Yeah. Um, which I, I don't really get why there even needs to be a host for those things. Like something I want to point out, like Jesse Palmer's the new, the new host, yet there were two different dates where they brought in other people to host it. Like Caitlin hosted the, that group date and then Becca Kufrin hosted the one-on-one date, both both hosts weren't needed, but if you're going to have someone host, why not have the host host? Like, what is yeah, the right. point That's such of like, point. I, I'm watching this and like, I get, they want like, you know, familiar faces coming back on the show to keep you engaged and stuff. But like what Becca and what Caitlin did was pointless. Like there, it didn't really need anyone to do it. Like certainly they can sit in a circle and talk right. without Caitlin telling them to they could have prompts show up like on a screen behind them and be like all right who wants to speak now and from what they showed i'm sure it was more than one prompt but unless i missed something they only showed caitlin reading say something you're not proud of and then they just then they all went around and shared but like that wasn't really a question about something they weren't proud of they never showed us what the other questions were yeah and that was like how what nick did on on katie season two he's like i want to make sure katie gets to the bottom of everything here and then like that was his last line and then he goes home (laughs) Like, why, what was your point? And even when they have alums, because I think that they think that it's a way to, which they didn't even advertise this. So I guess this would be wrong for this statement. Usually they like go in on the advertising more of maybe like you'll see a familiar face. Mm -hmm. Because I think back, especially in, since they, they they're going to travel later, but in the quarantine seasons, they had, you know, Ben Higgins at at Nemecolon, all that stuff, but they still had Chris Harrison like with him. Like he was like doing it at least in the beginning kind of. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, they're really, I mean, not that he needs, I guess, to do more, but like underutilizing Jesse Palmer question mark. I don't know. Yeah. And no, you know, I don't get the point of it. Yeah. It's a, like, this is why I feel like Jesse Palmer is like the true host. And they, they may have only seen Caitlin and Tasha as like temporary fillers because on Katie's season and Michelle's season, like 
Caitlin and Tasha were a part of the dates. Like, remember, like I remember like a cowboy date yeah. on Katie's season, I think. And like they came dressed as freaking cowboys and stuff like Chris Harrison would have never done that. And Jesse Palmer would have never done that. I feel like ABC has like different levels as to like, and and you wonder why, like why? Because they're women. Like, why can't they be like Jesse Palmer's almost like taken more seriously, whereas the women aren't for some reason. I don't know the answer as to why, but I can tell you that first, I mean, everyone, you can see this, that when like Tasha and Caitlin were credited as special guests and mm-hmm. Jesse Palmer is credited as the host, mm-hmm. but even when they announced it before, like in the credits, when they announced Caitlin and Tasha back when it was Katie season and they were still, Chris Harrison hadn't settled yet because it was, they were going into filming. They were still questioned about what was going to happen. Was he taking one season off? Whatever. Was he done? And they made it very clear that they were to be credited as like, guides not as co-hosts in the beginning wait who, was like, who made it clear like the network yeah, and like press releases and okay stuff. like it was like to help katie on her journey to guide her like girlfriends but yeah. it was always said as to guide her on her journey there will be caitlin and tasia it never said to co-host and then the the media we started calling them co-hosts because what that's what they were doing and yeah, right. through their run they were credited as special guests even from caitlin hosting i'm pretty sure the afr solo special guest Caitlin Bristow. Maybe that so one they upped strange. her, but all last year they were, they were special guests. Wow. So, Why were they so hesitant to commit to just calling them hosts? I don't know. Like, like it was very specific language, especially when we were hearing rumblings and trying to figure it out, like before it was officially announced, there was never the word co-host used to describe them by anyone in an official capacity on that end. So, but with Jesse Palmer, very much host of the bachelor was mm-hmm. yes. said. Yes. But they call themselves that because on their Instagram pages, they both or at least Caitlin has co-host. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Tasha does too. Cause I've been after the whole clickbait thing, I was watching Tasha's Instagram bio, like everybody else. And it's still in there, the co-host of ABC bachelorette, but obviously she took out like the podcast and stuff. So I don't know what that means for Caitlin and Tasha. I've asked them whatever. And they, everyone plays coy, Jesse Palmer. I'm focused on Clayton. Like no one will answer that question. So I yeah. don't know if that's because they don't know. It's not a good look to, you know, everyone thought Caitlin did such a great job at AFR, not a great look to her to, for if they don't give her the bachelorette job. And then I don't know if Tasha's contract, she's having trouble negotiating it or why she really left those podcasts, but it's an interesting one. I don't know. It's funny you bring that up because we speculate about that um, in our episode that we just recorded earlier. Um, but yeah, we, we obviously also don't know the answer. We wonder if maybe she is trying to just pursue other projects and trying to pivot away from the franchise. Cause I could see Tasha really blowing up as like, a big media personality who could stand on her own, but yeah, we don't know. Um, I know that Tasha was supposed to be on clickbait, like giving some sort of statement. Wait, wait, wait. On the episode where they announced that she's not coming back, she was supposed to release a statement or a, a newer under- episode. From my understanding, as of the clickbait episode that came out last week, where Joe just casually is like, Tia's the yeah. new co-host. Yes, either she was supposed to be a part of it or there was going to be a statement on her behalf. There was supposed to be some sort of formal announcement. And then it was just that. So I was very confused and blindsided by that as well because I was trying to figure it out behind the scenes. And that's what Mm -hmm. happened. So I don't know if I feel that tells me it's something with negotiations because if things are changing that quickly... um, And then she all Tisha did was post like these cryptic Instagram stories all weekend about like how she was taking time and yeah, what she was up to. And then now now she's in that yellow dress. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Those I mean, paparazzi shots. It's yeah, exactly. It's hard when, you off, when, when you're off TV, 
people underestimate the power of being on TV every week. So like you want to mm-hmm. do something new, that's great. But like, unless you're Rachel Lindsay and you got that extra deal lined up where you have guaranteed screen time, it's hard to maintain. There's always going to be someone else. So I think being on TV every week, having something to promote, having a big network behind you keeps you famous. Like it's even though, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like it, just, it, I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> that was fun. But um, <laughs> on this group date, you know, they get deep. I saw a lot of people on Twitter talking about, you know, one, of course you applaud, these women for opening up about things like body issues, Clayton opens up about his body issues. Um, yeah. But then at the same time, you hear all that stuff about how they don't cast anyone yeah. above a size four or six or whatever. So interesting note, but I do think um, whatever we didn't see, I, you got to give them props for, you know, crying on TV about an eating disorder. Like that's not something that you necessarily want to wake up and do. So I thought that that was nice. Um, yeah. But then a weird dynamic for the whole rest of the episode being so insanely silly that the show's tone is just never, never. Right. Yeah. All over the place. I, that's why I thought Clayton was more attractive this episode because I thought he did a really good job at listening to the women and his responses to everyone's specific situation was like genuine. And I feel like in the past, the bachelors never know what to do when the girls unload a really emotional, traumatic story. They're just like, thank you for sharing, you know, like very robotic. And like Clayton seemed really sincere and really empathetic. And I thought that was attractive. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. I thought so too. Um, I thought he did a great job during the, the group date, the night portion then, you know, not, not in a bad way, but it's just like, he says some of these things like, I want to give everyone a rose. And it's like, oh God, we got another bachelor who does not know how to make a decision. Like not <laughs> yeah. saying that they all didn't, you know, come to share. And we heard vulnerable about a thousand times. That was the word of the night, um, which is just part of this show in general. Um, but he ends up giving the group date rose to Liza, right? Yeah. Who said yeah. we look amazing together in the mirror. She was like the one. I, the oh, yes, 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 yes. They didn't they look like, um, you know, in Harry Potter where they look into the mirror and they're like, what do you see? Like, what do you have? Like her and Clayton staring into the mirror. Just I was like, why are they doing this? That this is, is so cringe. It was so cringe. And it was also like we just spent all this time talking about how like physical appearance maybe shouldn't yeah, be the So true. <laughs> Yeah. And he's in that pink magenta sweater. Like I just, again, like, well, who is the magenta? Ugh, I, kill- I like well, the, the magenta, magenta sweater. And then the oh, yeah, then hoodie the- with the blazer over it. Like, oh, yes. <sighs> these stylists. What I was don't the material of the hoodie. Was it a sweater? It looked a little sweatery. Yeah, yeah it did. You're right. I think Clayton tweeted <laughs> that it was the last um, blazer combo with a like sweatshirt thing underneath, but I don't, it doesn't make me think that it's going to get any better though. Um, yeah. And like, what does he have a list of every outfit he wore in the yeah. dates? Like, yeah, you don't know anything before <laughs> we get into Sarah. Cause there'll be probably less to say, should we talk about the shrimp? Um, we yes, should, we should always talk about shrimp because back at the mansion while Sarah was on her one-on-one date, which we can touch on her in a second, Elizabeth made garlic butter shrimp. Mm-hmm. Shanae was hungry and took <laughs> eight or whatever shrimp with the counter um, in the corner of how many shrimp she was grabbing. The other women were very upset by her shrimp intake, but then she did make more shrimp. So then I was like, is Shanae really in the wrong here? I don't know. What were you guys stand on shrimp gate? Oh, well, is shrimp by itself a meal? Like, are people just eating bowls of shrimp? <laughs> I'm not a seafood person. So I'm genuinely asking, but like, she's like, I made her lunch. She said to Clayton later, like, a, a bowl of shrimp is lunch. Like that's so weird. Also, 15 yeah. shrimp for like 15 girls. Like that's what so nice. I wrote down, I was like, she literally made 15 shrimp for 25 people. Like, <laughs> they're not you cut them in half. Them. <laughs> Definitely yeah. not eating them. They look like little shrimps too, like baby shrimp. No, totally. Um, I'm totally with you, Stephanie, that shrimp I don't think qualifies as like a full balanced meal, but as a <laughs> casual poolside snack, 
I'm down for like a she few She called it lunch. Of That's shrimp. my issue. She's like, I, right. Shanae has no reason to not like me. I made her lunch. Like you made her shrimp. Also, I she didn't say like, hey, Shanae, I'm cooking she, this you. didn't you. make like, it, she for it for everyone. And right. just like, wasn't a huge, horrible person by yeah. making food for everyone else yeah. except for one other. I think, like, obviously she's going to include Shanae. I think Elizabeth wanted shrimp and then felt yeah. like she couldn't eat all the shrimp that the show provided because that's like not okay. <laughs> so that's why she made extra, not thinking that maybe everyone was going to want shrimp. And then the 15 was not enough. But I think Elizabeth just wanted shrimp. And like, I don't know how the grocery store list works. I'm pretty sure they're allowed to like put down things they want and they just hope that they give it to them. But that makes sense to me. Like if you're in a, in a situation where you're with a group of people and you're hungry and you're going to make something for yourself, it's not yeah. weird to just like make a little extra and be like, Oh, anyone want right. whatever I'm making. But then it turned um, into <laughs> Shanae took all the shrimp and it's like, mm-hmm. what is on, like, an appropriate stores. serving size though? Of, of shrimp. shrimp? No, yeah. it's really like six or seven. So Shanae okay, so she had an appropriate serving size and then and Elizabeth undercooked. Yeah. That's my formal yes. statement. She definitely did. The she totally shrimp for 20 people was oh my god. Yeah, and like even if you're just making it for yourself, I mean it's not like you made yourself a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Like right. you're like cooking. So I can't imagine ABC gave her like I don't even know. Do you like a thing of shrimp? Like a they bag. They, pro- they probably yeah. go to Costco and get like this huge ass bag. Right. She you say I can't imagine ABC doing that, but I'm like, or would ABC 100% do that because they want to fuel the, they didn't the drama and the narrative? Purpose, like, they're not giving her enough shrimp. So that there's an issue down Strategic the Strategic shrimp. <laughs> they told her that you could only cook 15 shrimp at a time or like the yeah. house will burn yeah. down. Like, right. there's, there's specific cooking instructions. And that Shanae likes shrimp. I thought it was funny. She's like, I don't know what the serving size of shrimp is in Ohio. It's like, all right, calm down. <laughs> um, and then it seems like Shanae made more shrimp. I think they just don't like her. I mean, I don't particularly like her either i don't think i'd want to no uh shanae oh but like i don't think i'd want to hang out with her either but then she uh, shanae made more shrimp i thought to and offered and they all just like looked at her like she had like cooties on her shrimp or something i don't know (laughs) scallop shrimps this show and you know and seafood this is abc here they can't get like catering don't they get like catered huge seafood i think they do for the dates like on the group dates and stuff they'll bring in and they eat platters of things yeah um, I don't know why they don't do that for while they're just in the house. You're right. That would make so much more sense. I think they do sometimes. Like I remember like the deli platter, like they obviously oh. didn't like have to go to the deli and get it. It was just set up for them like, for Chad. With, like the Chad thing. Yeah. Like deli meat. like they have platters of food, but I do know they've spoken about like having to cook in the house. People mm-hmm. have said it a lot, but I don't think they have to for every single meal. So I just don't get, well, yeah, maybe this was strategic shrimp planning. That's probably Maybe also like the less they, I mean, they obviously interfere a lot and they set them up to like, you go talk about this, whatever, but the less they interfere with how these women get to know each other, the better in that sense, because if, you know, they have to cook, it's something to do. It's conflict to make. If you make something this girl doesn't like, and you talk shit about her food, it's a reason. So I think yeah. they're just giving them opportunities maybe to not like each other. I don't know, but yeah, that was just interesting. The shrimp gate was ridiculous. Um, and then by contrast, we're watching Sarah's one-on-one date in which she's running around in her underwear for some reason doing I had so many very questions low budge of- scavenger hunt. <laughs> yes. Well, that that's true. The underwear thing though, did they give, they must give them either a heads up and be like, hello, no, wear no, matching underwear given, and they don't gave wear them a thong. Those. They or gave they give them that. Okay. They that was going to be my those. second. Yeah. They give them that. Okay. I think yeah. it's funny that they just casually mentioned the underwear thing as if this was supposed to be normal. And they're like, oh yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, yeah. we'll put underwear on. Like, what? This is not normal. Why are we doing a scavenger hunt? We're no longer in a COVID quarantine right. season. This is bullshit. And two, why are you randomly throwing in this underwear element? And three, acting like it's totally acceptable and normal. To pretend that they were being more vulnerable by being in their underwear. I mean, I guess they are, but I don't think that's going to make their relationship better by having to right. do these activities in their underwear. Um, and again, just moments after Clayton himself opened up about body his stomach <laughs> and his stomach. Yeah. Let's make him have his stomach right on television, whatever. They're not at the beach. It's not like in the Baywatch thing. It makes a little more sense. It right, felt yeah. so jarring. But yeah, this if we went the first episode. We had a private, like a plane, uh, Escalade, uh, like a boat. Like we had everything. And now we're back to what looks like something they would have made Katie Thurston and one of her suitors do, <laughs> which is a pinata with like questions in it. Yeah. And oh my yeah. god, it was that's so, so lame. Sad. With like yeah. Becca Kufrin watching from the side for no reason. Yeah. But maybe this all kind of ties back to the fact that they don't have that much money. That's why they couldn't pay for more shrimp, and that's why they had to save a little money and make them run around in their underwear. Well, and maybe it's just also to like we're not real we're not in so much of a covid restricted world anymore, but there still are restrictions on things, mm -hmm. so maybe they they are still actually limited in what kind of dates they can do. Cuz a lot of them have been like like the, the Baywatch thing was outside. Yeah. I don't know. At least we're traveling down the line, but yeah, I it's think still not like a better. full hundred percent, you know, not COVID. Yeah. Well, the first date, they literally sit in a circle and talk yeah, and true. the second date, they, they run on the beach. Like they're really, they're saving money here. Yeah. But usually the group date, the one-on-one -on -one date, they will give them something cool. And yeah. this is like lame as all hell. But then the night portion, we had Sarah have her time to open up. She opened up about being adopted. Um, and I think that again, Clayton handled it pretty well. Yeah, um, he, did. he was very much like, I'm so happy I know this about you. It was just maybe some of the things he, I think he means well. I do believe he's sincere, but some of the things he says, they're still bachelor cliches. I buy them more when he's saying them, but it is mm -hmm. still like, oh, oh, he's like, he's hitting the, he's hitting the notes, but he's no mm -hmm. actor. Like, I don't think he would be able to pull it off as well as. Yeah. People. But you know what? Like he does stand out to me though, because remember like Ari, like someone would unload like this massive story and he's like, I love that. I love that. Thanks <laughs> for telling me. And I'm like, mm, like, were you even listening? And like, I like Ari, but with Clayton, I feel like he, he has a good head on his shoulders. I'm surprised by how we're getting this character development because we came from nothing that it's nice to see that he has like a soul. Yeah. True. Yeah. True. And I really do believe him when he says these yeah, uh, bachelor cliches. Yeah. Do you think Sarah has longevity here? Could she be someone we're seeing later on? Obviously, I think so. The, group day rose, the one the one on one date rose, which is no surprise, but overall. Yeah. And then yeah. she got the group date rose last week. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So right. or two weeks, you know, the last episode. So that stood out to me. I did not see her getting the one on one date. And then when she did, I was like, hmm, OK, group date rose followed up by a one on one. Like you have to go far. True. And I heard her say, I heard a clip from Bachelor Happy Hour this morning and Sarah was their guest and she thought it was going to be Rachel who was going to get the one on one. And I was like, that's a good call. I feel like they're giving Rachel a decent amount of screen time. Not that she saw the episodes, but they're giving her like kind of setting up Rachel which we can get to in the group date too, but like she hasn't gotten the one-on-one -on -one attention yet. But like, I feel like they're giving her a decent amount of like screen time. Like they're setting her up to be something, the pilot girl. Well, next episode oh, yeah, is crucial because sure. they, I think there's some kind of statistic that the person that gets the one-on-one -on -one date on date on week three is more likely to win. It's yeah. not like proven, but like, right. I mean, off the top of my head, like I think Whitney Bischoff on Chris's season got it. I can come back with more, but I remember the statistic. Oh, um, Vanessa Grimaldi got it oh, week three. Mm. Like the, cause I guess it's like 
early enough that you, cause you want to get to know them. You're excited to get to know them, but you don't want to put them right in the beginning because then it's too hard. Cause then you have to go to like the very end without really getting to see them again. Week three is early enough, but still in the middle enough that you're not screwing them over either. So I'm interested to see who gets next week because there may be something to that. Yeah. And early enough too, where you can have a second one-on-one later on and it won't be weird. Well, because remember with Ari, Lauren was, she got her first one-on-one so late that the next episode, she got it again. I can't believe they let that happen, but she got two one-on-one dates in a row. I think Ari just really just had no idea what the hell he was doing. So then he had to come to them and be like, crap, I just, I told you this whole time it was going to be Becker. It was going to be whoever. And now after one second with Lauren, he was like, no, it's her. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. That's a good point though. Yeah. The the bachelors, they never just like, I think they struggle a lot more with who their front runner is. So they, they have to just break the rule, their own rules. Um, (laughs) But the second group date was the Baywatch one. Um, Gabby was the real star here as much as Janae tried to be. Um, Nicole Eckert was there. Gabby pretended she was a fan. Clearly had no idea who she was as (laughs) usual. Um, we got the sunscreen. We got the CPR. What did we think of Shanae's antics with the putting sunscreen on his nipples and the kiss that I don't imagine it was as long as it was they showed it, but I like really long. (laughs) Very cringe again. I feel like I keep going back to that word, but, um, it felt very much like she was forcing moments with Clayton, like try, being like, Oh, ha ha ha. Like, yeah, the sunscreen on the nipples thing. It's just kind of like that. I don't know. I'm not too bugged by the sunscreen on the nipples. I am bugged by putting sunscreen on one another was an actual task, which goes back to budget. Like, why is this part of the day that you're rubbing? They're like, everyone team up and put sunscreen on each other. Like, is that like a thing that lifeguards even do? Like obviously no, they they're sunscreen. so tan normally, <laughs> right? but they wear sunscreen. Sure. Summer. But I wouldn't say like, okay, first rule of being a lifeguard, put sunscreen on. Like, no, you just, you just do it. Why did you have to team up and rub it on each other? It's weird. Well, and also, and in spite of all of that, Clayton got so sunburned. Oh, I feel like the star of that date was Clayton sunburn. Even <laughs> after, like, cause I feel like sunburns always show up. Like yeah. after you get out of the sun at after night, the they addressed it like at the night portion of the date. But in the middle of the day, I'm like, oh my God, this sunburn, this man is going to be in so much pain. But yeah. his nipples were okay though. Is yeah, at the very Shanae least. Had with the <laughs> had, yeah. Do you remember? I don't remember which girl did put the sunscreen on Clayton, but whoever it was, yeah, they did a horrible job. But I think it was maybe another way, part probably part budget because that date was pretty ridiculous. But another way to maybe create conflict, like who's going to be the one to put the sunscreen on Clayton? Who's going to be able to touch Clayton? It's like a Hallmark movie coming up with ways for them to touch without it being like scandalous. Yeah. And that was sunscreen is a way to do it. Like I, I think that maybe that was why. But I liked in the the stupid thing they always show at the end with like the unaired scene was them like trying to rescue a dummy. And I was like, that would probably actually have been funny to see them team up into the water and bring it in. Like, I don't know, at least better than like the slow walk thing. Like, I don't, it yeah. was all so cheesy. Um, and not even like a Baywatch movie to promote, like shocking. Yeah, was what was the trippy. point? Ugh. Yeah. And know. it's funny, those slow motion walk, slow motion run, like that happens in post-production they put it in slow-mo so to have to slow-mo in real life like could you imagine like no music playing nothing and you're just like (laughs) running slow like that's not sexy no what do you guys think of gabby because obviously she got the extra time with him because she was very goofy and i think she's the girls seem to like her they were laughing along with her it seemed they didn't seem to resent her too much when she was kind of stealing the show um versus like a shanae that they were all clearly mad at um because i think she's there's something about her that i like and i think it's she's like doesn't take it too seriously but sometimes when she talks i'm like 
are words just coming out of her mouth? Like they, it's like her face doesn't always match like the things she's saying. Like, I can't tell if she's just saying stuff to say it or if she's just a little spacey, but she seems sweet. Like, I don't know. Where do, where do you fall on Gabby? Well, first, one thing with Gabby, is she the one who is rumored to have dated Dean yeah. and yes. Blake? So she yeah. was okay. Dean's college sweetheart. They dated for like two years. Then Blake, she like hooked up with because they had mutual friends is my understanding of the situation. Okay. okay. Just wanted to get that clear. Yes. Um, I don't know. I like her. I kind of find it refreshing to have someone that is kind of willing to be a little like quirky and dorky and weird and, you know, kind of lean into that aspect of themselves. Cause we don't really see people who are willing to act that way. Like how you yeah. maybe act like with your friends behind closed doors or something. So I like her. I think she's sweet and I think she's entertaining and happy yeah. to have her on my television screen. She stands out because she's not blonde. True. So I could definitely, you know, I'm like, that's Gabby. It's the girl that's not blonde in, in the Gabby. sea of blondes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do think she's going to be a fan favorite in the sense that like she is relatable. People like her. She's funny. Um, I don't think he'll, I don't think they're a match. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's what it is. Cause I like her too. But then when she talks to Clayton, I just like don't see it. Like if yeah. no, like I don't really see right anything things, romantic but... with them. Yeah. Um, it seems like more of a friendship, or I don't know. The only connection I'm really seeing that I feel like is super undeniable so far is Susie. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I, I forgot to mention it during the first group date when they were like making out, and she got that first one on one. I feel like Clayton really likes Susie. Um, I agree, and that seems to be his type, which you know, blonde. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Gabby, I think gets the rose, but of course the actual. Whole point of the second group date was the Shanae and Elizabeth drama coming to head. Um, somehow the girl who looks like Jamie Lynn Spears got dragged into it and she's being a bully too. Yes. Wait, who's yeah. that? Um, Lindsay. <laughs> She yeah, looks yeah, like Jamie right. Lynn Spears. Lindsay W. She is literally Jamie Lynn Spears. I literally thought you meant Rachel. No, Lindsay W. Does not look like Jamie Lynn Spears. That oh, I so think she does. That's so rude. I think she looks just like, who is it rude to, Lindsay or Jamie Lynn? Um, <laughs> Lindsay. Okay. Sorry, Lindsay. I think you look like Jamie Lynn Spears. Um, I know it's been I agree. And I don't think that that's um, a bad thing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, in my opinion, she looks like her, but either way, Elizabeth, what do you, where do you fall on all this? Cause obviously we know Shanae is horrible and like just kind of stirring the pot and she admits it so much. So in her interview, after she talks to Clayton, she's being bullied. She's like, I got him. Do we think one, I'll ask, first of all, do we think that like, she was really being that explicit and like, just came out and say it. Did they like probe that out of her? Is she just crazy? Like, what was that? That like dance around middle fingers. I won. I made, I cried. I didn't even have to cry. Monologue. I don't know. Cause I really try to be very aware of production and try to give people the benefit of the doubt. And I like, when something crazy is said, I'm like, okay, but did I see it come out of their mouth? Or was this like, a shot of something else, but a lot of the stuff that Shanae is doing, I am explicitly seeing it come out of her mouth and like her doing it in the frame. So that's kind of hard to, um, you know, <laughs> pretend it's like she didn't actually do it or that it was maybe exaggerated. Cause it's like, we're seeing it. We're seeing her say these things out of her mouth. And like, I think this type of behavior comes better from someone who, again, has a legitimate connection with the lead, because like this, it reminds me of Courtney Robertson, who I love, who was like, I got the rose winning and like would rub it in everyone's faces. But like she was winning and everyone knew that she had the strongest connection when it's coming from someone who like is out of the whole group, like C list, like (laughs) she's not in his top eight top right. 10, but, and we all know it, it's like weird to watch someone be that confident and kind of 
put other girls down because what is this based on? Like there's no substance at all with their relationship. So it's just not believable. A hundred percent. And all we know is I think from Shanae's point, she's saying she's winning because like, she's listening to whatever Cassidy told her to do of how to win the show. So she got Cassidy is not someone to be listened to. Exactly. She's gone (laughs) already. Um, but the whole Elizabeth thing, I mean, from what we know as the audience, we don't see everything obviously, but from what we've seen, Shanae like physically attacked her during the competition last week. She made fun of her ADHD and she's going to Clayton and saying she's a bully. And from Elizabeth's side, we're seeing her, you know, maybe laugh about her with the girls and the shrimp gate thing. So it doesn't seem like it's enough stuff to be one called a bully, but even that this feud has enough legs, like I'm not seeing right the real thing that they're fighting about or i i don't know if they're not showing us or if shanae just picked elizabeth as the target as the girl she was going to come for that feels more like it to me that she has just decided like i need someone to have a conflict with you, like picked a name out of a hat oh yeah. it's elizabeth and i hate when Lindsay. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah that my job was on the floor when Lindsay came back and she's like have i been bullying shanae and we're like oh my god and yeah. something, I mean, this is not a groundbreaking thing, but something to pay attention to is always the way the other women react. And these women, mm-hmm. again, this was, a, this seems to be like a group of friends almost that was on this date. Like this group is tight. Um, but they were like, Gabby's like job was on the floor. She was like, wait, what? Like she could not follow this narrative of this bullying thing. So I think that that shows in the same way that they seem to respect Gabby when she was, you know, kind of being the center of attention, they weren't mad mm-hmm. at her for it. That means yeah. that she's probably the way they get along with each other says more than anything. So Shanae is just clearly an outcast, but like of her own making. Yeah. Yeah. And they make it seem like ends on a cliffhanger, you know, Clayton drops the, we'll, we'll address this tomorrow. But um, in the preview, we see her on date. So clearly she gets a rose. I don't know why they did that. Yeah. You know what? Someone pointed out though, that Cassidy was also supposed to be on a group date too. And I saw a screenshot and she's, I wish I remember where I saw this, but she's on a, a group date and she's in the picture and they're like, well, if she went home, what, to, how do you explain this? And I'm like, I can't explain that. I guess they edited what? her out. I don't Wait, know. That was in the promo for it was, no, it was the, it was, um, I don't even know if you want to keep this in cause I don't have enough information, but, um, yeah, someone I saw on social media, there was a photo and it was a bunch of girls running. So maybe it was the Baywatch shade or something, but Cassidy's in the photo. And then they're like, well, if she goes home, how do you explain this? This was before last night's episode. Interesting. And I was like, well, if anything, I could see them just, you can easily edit someone out. You can edit to make this show anything you want it to be. So if they didn't want her in the show, they could get her out. So, I mean, I think Sinead, they have to keep Sinead around until they establish another villain. Yeah. I think think Sinead has two episodes at least left. Yeah, I, I read Rachel Lindsay's book a couple of days ago and she brings up the whole thing with like Kenny and Lee and mm-hmm. their drama and like how basically saying producers made her take them on a two on one date. And she was like devastated because she wanted to send Lee home, wanted to send Lee home. And they're like, no. And it made me think we haven't had a good two on one in a minute. Like they almost kind of went away no. with those. But this seems to be a setup for a perfect Elizabeth Shanae two on one scenario. But when was yeah. last time we had one? I feel like it's been a while. Yeah, I'm trying to think. One? I don't know. I feel like the Bachelor. No, I don't do think them. he did. Bachelorette doesn't really do them that much. It was before Peter. Peter, I'm sure Peter. And Peter I don't think, everything, but I don't know. A two? I don't know. I think Peter did. I don't know who. Um, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember either. But I just thought it was interesting because in that book, she talks a lot about the ramifications, how she feels of being 
in her mind or her words forced to keep Lee for conflict when then it came out obviously after that he had all those like racist tweets and how that made her look as the black bachelorette how her black contestants felt about oh why did he get to stay and we didn't and even the stuff he was mm-hmm. stirring up in the house and the the things he was saying that were offensive with his like feud with Kenny and the way they were um and it made me think two on ones like used to be a staple and you knew early like oh this one or this one and now it's like I feel like they don't do that maybe it was like too much behind the scenes of the people like refusing to to do it like the leads being like i don't know i don't know yeah well that was pretty much this episode um before we wrap do you guys have any final thoughts on how the rest of clayton season is going to go do you think that this trailer stuff is all going to be misleading do you think now abc is kind of going on a do you don't but don't believe everything you see train because people were kind of annoyed that the whole show spoiled what do you think is going to happen the whole show was not spoiled. People need to wake up. And just because you see people standing in a rose ceremony does not mean they are the final two. And take a closer eye, give it a closer eye. Like just make sure you're seeing words come out of a person's mouth because if you don't, then it could be dubbed over. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm interested to see how this all ends up. I'm purposely not checking spoilers. And so far no one has spoiled it for me, which is like a season first, which is great. Um, Mm -hmm. I do know who people are talking about a lot. And usually that is when there's smoke, there's fire and people are talking a lot about, do you mind if I say, yeah, go for it. Um, people are talking a lot about Rachel who I did not peg as a front runner. And so apparently she is, um, and who, and Susie, those seem to be the two that people have their eyes on. So there's probably something with both of them. When you see the follower count go up on Instagram, that means somebody yeah. somewhere said something about them. But I did write down, I meant to say about Rachel because I heard Sarah say that on Bachelor Happy Hour, but also in this episode, they gave her like the really romantic music during her brief mm-hmm. time with Clayton saying like, whatever she, she was talking about, how she needs validation and how she like felt it. But like, and I'm like, girl, you've barely been on the show. Um, but the, she got the music turned up. It was saying all the cliche things, but like with the pretty music behind. So I was like, all right, they want mm-hmm. us to watch her. And then yeah. they made sure to include that Susie make out. And like, I think she cried a little bit during the group. Date, yeah. Like got us close up. So I think that those two based on Instagram, yeah, would be ones that they're definitely setting up for success in the franchise or with Clayton. I, I agree. I think yeah. we're going to get a lot of mess though, before we get to, um, that point with, with anyone, um, it's, which has, it has been making for an entertaining season, but yeah, the promo felt very messy to me. I'm like, Oh wow. We have like at least four more episodes of this before we get to like focusing more on like the established relationships. Yeah. Well, is there, um, a final one out? Like, is there a spoil like a confirmed spoiler or is it just top four? I haven't seen anything that says it. I don't, again, I don't seek it out, but I usually end up seeing it eventually or it's sent to me or we even try to confirm it sometimes. Um, But no, I haven't seen anything explicitly said anything about who wins. So it's not out there as far as I know. And I mean, I talked to Jesse Palmer last week. So did everybody else. And his kind of slogan of the, of the press tour was it's a season of firsts. Oh yeah, sure. Um, (laughs) So I don't know. And they always do say like lately, every single time they're, they're talking about the finale, Katie said the same thing. Um, Michelle, I think might, everyone says, but Katie, it was like very specifically, this has never happened before. Is and you want to know what the Katie one though? It was so it was that, lame that no one who joined the season late has ever won. Well, no, because Nick oh. did on Caitlin's season. It said but he didn't win. Right. That's why that was their first yeah. thing. Their first thing was that it was the first time someone joined mid season and won. I'm like, okay, that is like very specific. So yeah. for you to say, this is the first time something happened. It's just like, it's the first time someone wore 
light green on the final <laughs> rose ceremony and and know. also on the first day like yeah. it was... it's never happened before crazy yeah. but then uh, peters was like that too and they kept i he kept saying that and that ending was the one that like they couldn't figure out what was happening because it was changing in real time Right. So we could have something like that happening. Who knows? Clayton like is giving me Peter vibes from the beginning. The places could think parts could still be moving, um, which could be why sometimes it takes a minute for the spoilers to get out. I don't know. But um, yeah, I think it's going to be kind of a mediocre classic bachelor for the next couple of weeks. And then we're going to get to the good stuff with the fantasy suites or unless he sleeps with them earlier. I don't know. Like I I'm here's hoping say, here's <laughs> hoping. I know my, my family I was watching last last night. One of them came out and said, like, um, when we were talking, when Cassidy was talking and they asked her about the FaceTime, they were like, oh, wait, she like was hooking up with one of the other girls. And I'm like, no, no, no. This was pre-show. It's like, imagine if that happens, though. Like, that would be exciting stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Connection <laughs> house. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me. Um, everyone can listen to She's All Batch. What days do you come out? And if you want to plug your Thursday, Thursday, so subscribe yes. so you don't miss it. It's a good one. Batch on Thursday. All right. Thank you guys so much. And I'm sure thank I will you. talk to you again soon. Yes. I'll be listening. You know, I am. Yes. Thank you, Sarah. Okay. Thank, you so thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, tell your friends about this podcast and come back every week for more Bachelor breakdowns. Mm-hmm.